Welcome, everybody. My name is Ken Seaton, co-founder of Athletes Touch with Justin Blaine. Welcome to the Tower of Power podcast that we've got coming at you right now. We're an exclusive community helping former pro and college athletes in the business world get ready to rocket fuel your ship, professionally speaking. I'm here. Justin, go ahead and take it away. If you like great stories, sports, and success, you're in the right place. Buckle up and join us for a great ride. Check out how this MIT engineer and tech giant was inspired by his wife and mom to lead our country in a plant-based food revolution. Well, we're really lucky to have TK Pilon here uh, to speak to us. I met TK. We were neighbors in an office space in Manhattan Beach, and he's done some amazing things. I didn't even realize the depth of what he's accomplished until I actually researched a little bit. I was going to have you take us back to A, what does TK stand for? And B, talk about growing up, I'm imagining, in the New England area. Good guess. <laughs> so, so take us through that okay. a little bit. Well, first of all, it's uh, good to be here. Thanks for having me and uh, got a lot of lessons out of my sports days and collegiate uh, days. And so it's making me really think back to how those lessons impacted my business career. So uh, uh, my last name used to be through Malaysia and my first name was Pillen. And uh, as I got older, I actually legally changed my name to TK Pillen. So a lot of my old friends call me Pillen. All right. And then where did you grow up? I grew up in Newton, Massachusetts, about eight miles uh, west of Boston, and uh, certainly as an athlete, became a Boston sports fan as well. And uh, so, so you were brainwashed, unfortunately, <laughs> early on. By... Well, we, I, I lived through the dry times during the uh, 70s and 80s and 90s. It wasn't all, yeah, we, we, we are, I earned my, uh, my enjoyment. So you grew up obviously playing at least baseball and basketball. I imagine some other things too. Uh, was it always your intent to go to the sports powerhouse of MIT? <laughs> yeah, good to, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I got into ath uh, athletics pretty early. Sports were my way of fitting, it, fitting in, and luckily uh, I had some skill. I had a work ethic and some coordination that served me well, and so I was able to be the captain of my high school baseball, basketball, and soccer teams. And uh, But luckily my parents didn't let me forget about education and uh, I knew that I had to make sure I performed academically if I was going to put all the time I wanted to into my athletics. And so that was the early stage of me understanding what discipline was about. And I sacrificed a few things. I mean, luckily enough, got into MIT and had the opportunity to play Division three sports. I was a pretty good Division three athlete and uh, I had a passion for sports. I was originally just going to play baseball, but then uh, I loved playing basketball. And so... I did that. It was hard. So I learned some lessons. Yeah, I learned some lessons riding the bench, too. It was the first time I had to ride the bench. And yeah, I think we all kind of learn our lessons when you're not the star out there and you got to do your part and, and uh, just uh, uh, do what you need to do. So you, you came to school or you went to school to be an engineer. Which was harder, playing the two sports or going through the engineering program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sports uh, were my salvation, really. Um, I got to... Uh, MIT and figured out pretty quickly engineering uh, wasn't my passion. You know, if I had gone to a different school, I think I probably would have transferred majors. But at MIT, transferring out of engineering or science or it is kind of like giving up. Uh, I stuck with it and I'm happy I did, but I had to work, uh, work really hard. 
play you had to play some games with you know two three hours sleep and uh, so that kind of has given me confidence in my business career after because I really do think uh, you know staying up all night uh, trying to figure out how to uh, just survive academically it's kind of like mental boot camp and then having to go play a baseball or basketball game the next day uh, certainly gives me uh, perseverance today and uh, definitely uh, gives me confidence. So after after that, you got your MBA at UCLA. I'd imagine probably a cakewalk compared to the two sports and then the engineering aspect of uh, MIT. When did you start your first business? Was it kind of in business school afterwards? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was actually in business school my second year. I kind of one of the reasons I um, went to business school is I knew I wanted to get more on the purely on the you know really on the business side of it. I was still kind of you know, more of a tech guy uh, as a consultant. And uh, uh, this is my opportunity to uh, really pivot. And uh, uh, and in the second year, I was really figuring out, okay, you know, and, I, and after my, I kind of knew I wanted to start a business. I looked at that as the ultimate business challenge. And uh, I, I certainly, I think, had the, the desire and the passion to go my own way and figure out how, do I, how I can create my own business. And uh, you know, I had a tech background. Fall of 95 was my second year of business school, and I discovered the internet and uh, started diving into that and uh, really quickly determined, hey, this is a better way to conduct business, better, faster, cheaper. I dove into it and said, hey, you know, I got the skills here to help businesses create their websites and actually link back to their databases and, and conduct business. And so uh, we were at the right place, right time. And uh, a lot of companies were starting to figure out, hey, this is where we need to be. And we were one of the first companies in L.A. that had that uh, skill set to take them from not just a website, but fully integrated functional business, content, community, commerce, and uh, a lot of retail. And uh, so we grew from the two of us to close to 200 people by back in from 95 to 2000. And uh, uh, it was a good ride. And uh, yeah. Uh, definitely a good good first phase of my entrepreneurial career. How do you go from e-commerce development to creating a, a very prolific veggie food chain? So I stepped away from uh, guidance in 2004. And so 2005, I started thinking about what I really want to do next. And uh, at that point, I was just reading and thinking about the world and looking at you know, how unhealthy the country was becoming, you know, people were really starting to pay attention to the obesity and diabetes and heart disease. And through my upbringing, I knew that uh, food could be a solution because my mom was a holistic uh, nutritionist and dietitian. And uh, she was always a vegetarian, but she didn't uh, make me into one because, as I mentioned, I was an Indian kid growing up in Boston. And so I grew up with more of a standard American diet, but limited my red meat, but ate plenty of, plenty of chicken, plenty of dairy. And you know, my wife's always been a vegetarian, and uh, when she when we first got married, she asked me, could I give up meat? And I, and I said, no, I could never give it up. But then I had this focus on, hey, I want to help figure out how to lead the country in the right direction. And so I started diving into it. I started honing in on, hey, you know, going out to eat is just, you can't find anything. It's healthy, delicious, and convenient. And um, my def definition of healthy was not plant-based at that point in time. It was just, you know, not pizza or burgers and didn't exist. And so um, I set out to say, okay, is there, this a problem I could solve? It bugged me enough. Uh, but I kind of took a, business, a little bit of a business approach, which is, hey, let me go out there and see what, you know, what restaurants are out there that actually 
are healthy and, and are they convenient and can you scale it? And is there a business opportunity here? This is in 2005 and I ended up finding these vegan restaurants that I had never even thought to go into and they were hole in the walls and uh, I went into a couple of them and had food. I was like, wow, you know, this food's actually better, way better than I thought it would be, you know, and the timing again was good because some of these meat alternatives were just starting to emerge. Uh, the timing was also good because the uh, data on the effectiveness of plant-based diets was just starting to emerge. A few books had come out, a few studies where people, the, the data was showing, hey, you can actually get all the nutrients, all the protein, all the nutrition you need with a plant-based diet, and it actually reduces your chance of several major diseases, from heart disease to cancer. And as part of my research, I became a plant-based eater. Uh, and I lost 20 pounds. I got back to my college weight. I felt great. I was, my workouts were getting a lot better. So I was 37 at the time. So being an athlete certainly helped me understand, hey, this is working for me. I think we all, a lot of people discover, hey, as you get older, past you into your 30s, nutrition is the number one piece of keeping yourself healthy. And, uh, but then all of a sudden, when I changed my diet, everything became easier. Right? And uh, so that, you know, being an athlete and seeing the results, I think really built my belief in the benefits of plant-based foods. And, uh, and, uh, and then the third piece of it was I started bringing some of my friends to these uh, vegan restaurants and said, hey, you know, am I fool myself? Do you like this food? And uh, their, uh, their answer was, yeah, you know, yeah, the food's good, but I'd never walk in here on my own. Feels like I have to be a vegan, sign a petition, uh, be part of the club. And so that was, hey, I think there's a big opportunity here. If I could take this type of food package it in a fun, friendly, approachable way. Um, we could uh, really fill a big need and, and make a big impact. And then it became a real entrepreneurial pursuit of finding the right partner who could bring the restaurant to life. Luckily, put the right pieces together. Teamwork certainly helped. And so we were all fully aligned around our purpose and our values and our mission. And uh, we all worked very well together and, and brought a, a vegan concept to life that appealed to non-vegans and uh, we're able to grow it uh, across LA and Orange County and then uh, yeah, now we're up and down the west coast Chicago Boston uh, New York learned a few lessons along the way about <laughs> what it takes to scale a restaurant concept what works what doesn't work uh, but uh, I'm happy to still be at the helm here and uh, leading the charge. At what point did you say okay we're going to grow to 30? or 40 or a hundred, what part, what, at what point was the inflection point where you said, okay, this is, this is real. And now we get to, we get to execute on the bigger dreams that we had. Yeah. So we've self-funded the first one. And then, you know, that was the proof of concept prototype. Right. And so once we had that one up, we said, okay, yeah, this is working. We want to, uh, we need some capital to open some, some more locations. So we did a, my partner, I had a good partner who had an investment banking background. And so he, uh, he raised some capital from a lot of his own friends and uh, network, and uh, uh, and that fueled uh, fueled our growth to seven locations in LA and Orange County. Kind of learn, you know, taking it one year, one one location, one year at a time. It, you know, you got you to be careful, especially in the restaurant world, and you can't scale too quickly. Uh, a lot of a lot of restaurants fail that way. We did it, I think, pretty pragmatically. Had a good core concept that was working great in LA and Orange County decided that's where we really want to take it uh, multi-regional and national step on the gas. We didn't want to do it ourselves. We ended up bringing on a, a CEO with a great track record of scaling up uh, 
restaurant concepts. He then also brought on a private equity group that he had worked with previously. And so uh, that fueled our growth from seven to the 37 we have today. And I actually have just actually stepped back into a day-to-day role in January where we're getting uh, some great results from some of the stuff we, we've done over the past uh, few months. Welcome to the intermission. Kent, who's this group for? Is it for Super Bowl champs? Shaq. How about cross-country skiers? Shaq. How about Olympic synchronized swimmers? Triple Shaq. So it sounds like anybody who has an athlete's mindset or mentality could qualify here. Quadruple Shaq, Justin. This group is a rocket fuel powered community for former athletes to use their state of mind to succeed in the sport of business. You stepped out from day to day in, what did you say, 11 or 12? Yeah, we brought our CEO in in 2011. Uh, I stayed on uh, kind of filling in gaps for a couple of years, 2013. And uh, by 2014, it was, he had built up his own team. And in 2015 is when I uh, uh, started Power Plan Ventures. I've learned a lot about what it takes to be a, to run an investment firm and be a good investor and uh, starting the first fund. Back in 2015, we, we had this thesis around plant-based, continuing to grow based on our insights at Veggie Grill and being leaders in the movement and having access to all these great new products and, and, and entrepreneurs coming to us uh, for advice and capital. And so we decided, hey, let's, let's start a fund and brought on a couple other guys who had different areas of expertise. Uh, so again, figured, out, figured it out, had enough success. The space, certainly the thesis was right on, right? Plant-based from 2015 to today, it's just everybody's now fully on board. And, uh, and we're, we're on our second, the first fund was a $42 million fund. The second fund closed last summer at a 165 million. And it's been great, you know, because now I've been on the other side of the seat as an investor, seeing a lot of great entrepreneurs and, you know, seeing some, some real, very successful ones, other ones uh, uh, fail for certain reasons. And so being able to see, see that and, uh, and then uh, for a few different reasons, the board decided it made sense for me to step back in to Veggie Grill. And so now I'm officially 50% Veggie Grill, 50% uh, power plant. And the biggest lesson for, from looking at all these companies is that all come, obviously you gotta have a product people want uh, and, uh, uh, but after that, it's all about the team. So I want to step back or step higher for a second because a lot of people on the call have probably delved into multiple opportunities or maybe are looking at something that they may be reluctant or a little fearful to do. What's the advice on that? What sure. do you tell people today about exploring an opportunity, seeing it, seeing the viability, and then going going forward with it? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd say uh, being an entrepreneur certainly – and starting a business certainly isn't for everybody. There is risk involved. So you got to really, one, have the passion, right? Like, is this really, really, really what you want to do? And are you willing to make the commitment and sacrifice? So like, start with passion, right? Because there's going to be a lot of sacrifice. You're going to give up income, anything. It's usually going to be much harder than you think it is. You're going to not make money for a lot longer than you you don't you think. And uh, uh, if you do have the passion, then... Uh, you're going to embrace it and you're going to figure it out. The second piece of it is, are you really ready to make the commitment and take the risk? So for me coming out of business school, it was an easy decision. My window was wide open. The first business was easy and we didn't have to put a lot of capital into it. 
Uh, it was just our own sweat equity and commitment and time and 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 it worked great. Second one was a little harder, right? Because at that point I had a family that I, you know I had enough passion to want to go for it, and I kind of assessed my downside, which was yeah, worst case I had to sell a house and move out of Manhattan Beach, uh, you know. So that was my downside, and that gave me the wherewithal to just go for it on the upside. Same thing when I started the investment fund, I assessed the the upside, the downside, and uh, like, yeah, you know, if it doesn't work, I'm okay, you know. So you get, everybody's got to assess their own situation and profile and opportunity and passion and risk-reward equation and determine what the right decision for them is. So you talk about your kids, and I'm sure that, I don't know how old they are, but I'm sure they're growing up through some of this, the various successes, the different endeavors. What do you tell them, maybe different from how you grew up? I think they, they see the, you know, the passion that I have for what I do. and. Uh, they kind of, you know, sometimes, you know, get, you know, give me the, you know, the negative reactions to it on purpose, right? Like they don't want to acknowledge, <laughs> but, but they see it, they, you know, they see it and I think they understand it. And I think uh, just like, I think we all do as we get older, we, we look back on how our parents, what they did, what, you know, and, and so I think it's example, but I'm certainly not the best at having good productive conversations with my kids but I think they see the example and they see how I may, you know, I also take care of myself, right? Like that's one of the things I, I, I got out of athletics. And so I, hopefully that'll rub off on them. So I want to, I want to dive into some of your portfolio companies at power plant, because I think a lot of people recognize many of the brands talk about, I'm, I'm more curious about maybe specific stories on the investments. What were you looking for when some of those guys or women sat in front of you? Were you saying, I like this team, I like this founder, I like this entrepreneur and the passion, or were you saying, or was it more important that they had a great product and a great niche and a category? It all adds up. You gotta really believe in the opportunity and the category and think they've got a product that really fills a need. It has some specialness to it that it can't easily be replicated. More importantly is, as we've talked about, building these businesses is like climbing mountains. So you're betting on the person's ability to climb that mountain. V, there's a great entrepreneur, Wyatt, who's a prior entrepreneur and, uh, you know, is just doing everything possible to bring, climb that mountain, bring on the right team, move quickly, but move smartly. And uh, my partner, uh, Mark, who had known him for about a year beforehand, and we'd seen him operate. And uh, Those health shots are a competitive category. There's going to be a few winners. And... Uh, uh, we felt like he and his team really had the right stuff, basically, to be one of the winners in that category. It's not not rocket science, but it takes a lot of great teamwork and decision making and execution. And so that's why we made the bet on on uh, Vive and that team. Uh, Beyond Meat and Ethan, Ethan is is one of the most uh, passionate, uh, purpose driven guys I've I've been around, and he had a vision and he had passion and he had the wherewithal to to bring on the right team around him to keep driving towards that vision of creating a product that could replicate meat and his first products. He had some chicken products early on that weren't great. But then he finally, uh, you know, he kept, he raised capital to allow him to keep uh, funding his product development. And then he had the, the perseverance and, and the obsession to create the Beyond Burger, and he nailed it. And uh, we saw that early through Veggie Grill, and said, "Yeah, we got We want to be involved." We thought they had everything in place, and he and his team—they, you know, they are 
uh, one of the big big guns out there really driving this movement and uh, proud to be associated with them. Uh, Ripple, two guys that had prior tra- successes in different businesses and now had a passion for creating a plant-based milk to, you know, that would get more and more people to uh, change their diets. Had a uh, technology that they thought could allow them to do it in a better way. And so, you know, that was almost on paper the easiest one. Yeah, you know, they had a story that made a lot of sense. And uh, so we made that bet. What has the advent of DoorDash and Postmates and some of these restaurants and Grubhubs and all these been for your business? And has it been a kind of a, a silver lining in, in these times? Yeah, yeah, I'll give the team that was in place before credit. They uh, they got all that set up. And so, yeah, we, we had all the digital channels dialed in before things COVID hit. And so uh, restaurants that didn't have that dialed in, definitely uh, some of them didn't make it through because they just didn't have time to get all the digital uh, infrastructure set up. And, uh, and then obviously some of the full service guys who didn't have much of a takeout business, uh, got hit really hard and, and a lot of those didn't make it through. So, yeah, we were lucky that we had a, a decent uh, takeout business already, takeout and delivery business. And so we've been able to build on top of that. What ways specifically do you like to give back and inspire the next generation? Yeah, I try and do uh, whatever I can personally to you know get involved with things like this and put my time, my mouth where my effort is in terms of supporting and guiding and uh, Veggie Grill, part of our brand platform is really support the plant-based movement. So, you know, I really, one of the reasons I love being back in the driver's seat here is we're leveraging our brand and our platform to really drive uh, conscious capitalism. We, we want to be one of the leaders and help inspire people to start businesses that, and, 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 and support businesses that are making the world better. You know, that's really the passion. You know, I, it started through Power Plant and Veggie Grill is, we want, you know, business is how the world, the, the most scalable way for the world to really solve problems, right? Like nonprofits are great. They have their role, but business through, you know, winning the hearts and minds of consumers and uh, inspiring conscious consumption, we can really make, make a big difference. And uh, we're starting to see people really get more aware of uh, the problems the world has and starting to try and support businesses that are leading the, the world in the right direction. And so that's really everything we're doing at Veggie Grill, everything I do at Power Plant uh, is about trying to support a better world through capitalism. And then uh, hopefully, you know, through the success there, you know, at some point I'll get involved in the nonprofit world a little bit more significantly as well. But uh, uh, that's kind of, yeah, I'm doing it through Veggie Grill for the most part right now. We, we really appreciate your time in, in coming on, staying with us, answering all these questions and and I hope you and uh, your family and your businesses have all the success in the world. Guys, go support Veggie Grill. Not that TK needs it, but just go do it anyway. And we, we just love hearing athlete turn business people stories and, and all that goes into that. So TK, thank you. Everyone give them a kind of a virtual muted round of applause. Yeah, well, it was good to be here. Appreciate all the questions. It was fun. Didn't know what to expect with this virtual situation but uh, yeah I appreciate you inviting me and uh, look forward to seeing uh, seeing you and a few of these faces around uh, around town another great story in the books who's inspired with me Kent where do people go from here God just I'm so glad you asked me that question everybody today we're so excited to have you on this show if you're interested in our rocket fuel accelerator if you'd like to join membership at athletes touch 
go to our awesome website at www.athletestouch.co. And we'll see you soon. If you want to look us up on our social handles, LinkedIn and Twitter, Athletes Touch, at Athletes Touch. Thanks, guys.